to get a You're a bold <laughs> ass liar. Yeah, I'm looking right at you. <laughs> You're right. How would I ever do that? <laughs> I just want to talk about books all day. That's all I want to do. I totally agree. Yeah, well, we're waiting for it to Run out and buy it. Run out and buy it. Anything Bros. Welcome back to another episode of Anything Bros. I'm Jen. And I'm Vicky. I'm really bad at Jen right now. <laughs> and this week we're going to be talking about Verity by Colleen Hoover. Jen and I are filming our second in-person episode right now. We have yep. <laughs> been together since nine this morning. I'm <laughs> sick of her. <laughs> Jen has work in an hour, so <laughs> we really have to get through this Verity episode. Um, there's a lot to talk about, a lot, but this is really exciting because, like, when I finished Verity, I immediately texted Vicky and was like, what was that ending? And if you've read Verity, you know the ending is just crazy. And my roommate, I had been telling her what was going on in Verity, and then she was like, so how did it end? And I was like, I'm not going to explain it to you. <laughs> and she was like, what? Can you just try and explain it? And I was like, no. No. Because it's so hard to explain, and I feel like it's going to bend our brains. And like we, Vicky said, we've been together since 9.30, so I feel like this is really going to be crazy. Yeah. Ready for a nap. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be ready for a nap after this. Um, Huge spoiler warning, though. We will be talking about every detail in the book. We will be spoiling the ending, talking about the letter, the manuscript. So if you have not read it and you plan on reading it, you probably don't want to listen to this episode yet. Do not. Um, yeah, we will be major spoiling this book. Yes, and this episode will still be here if you want to go read it and come back. So yeah. I would definitely recommend doing that. You probably won't want to read it after like we've spoiled the whole thing. It's not one of those ones where like it can be spoiled and... Like it's like you it's, won't enjoy it if it's spoiled because yeah. I think the twist in this is what made the book so enjoyable. as good. Yes, so go read that and then come back. Also, just a content warning. I feel like we should probably yeah, do yeah, yeah. just before we even start because a lot of it's really graphic, like kind of child abuse, child death, attempted abortion, all of um, that. It's abuse. dark. Yeah, it's, it's really a dark. Very dark book. So very we will dark. be getting into it. We'll be talking about all that you're not comfortable i would not be listening to this okay that was such a long thing to say before even starting the episode (laughs) hope you're still here if you're still with us (laughs) thank you wow you're about for a ride you're in for a big ride so like we said verity is by colleen hoover this is the first book i read that was not like I think it's considered romance a little bit. It's like a thriller romance or parent. It's considered like a thriller romance, but it's mostly it's cringy romance. I would never classify this as romance. Yeah, do not. And like at the in the store, it's not shelved under romance. It is shelved under thriller, but there is a romance aspect to it, which we'll get into. We want to talk about the ending, but I we're gonna do like a refresher Mm -hmm. slash go through like all the facts of the story just in case like you haven't read it. We'll try and give you like a basic understanding or if you read it a while ago we'll just get through like the facts of it again so so the story starts off um with a struggling writer her name is lowen which again colleen hoover back at it with the unique name classic coho 
Um, so she is offered a job to finish ghostwriting a series for an author, Verity. Um, she was in an accident. She's completely immobile. And she has a very successful series that she's she like, has a contract for like maybe two to three more books. Yeah. So they want the books to be finished since the series is so popular. And they've asked Lowen to write these books. Yeah, Ver- or Verity is one of those like bestseller authors, kind of like like James Patterson or one of those people where like their books like always hit the New York Times bestsellers, like super popular, big fan base. So they need someone to finish them after that. And so Lowen needs the money, perfect deal. But when she goes to Verity's home to like look through her home office because there's supposed to be some like manuscripts, maybe like ideas for the series, she just needs to look through all of it. And she goes there and realizes that things are, like, really weird. Like, almost instantly once she gets there. Yeah, so it starts off really weird because she is... They, like, live in this cabin or something. Like it's a, a, a very isolated mansion. house. Yeah. yeah. And so she is going... She's literally just going there, like Jen said, to go through the boxes mm-hmm. because the husband, Jeremy, had been packing up her stuff. And so she's going through the boxes to see if she can find any ideas or any currently written stuff that she had mm-hmm. started before her accident. And she was only planning on being there like maybe a weekend, like getting the stuff and leaving. But the husband, Jeremy, he ends up like convincing her to basically like live there. Live there. And, which is weird in itself right. that's already weird off the bat and I'm it's not much longer than a weekend like he's like no stay he she goes out and like buys clothes and groceries and she's now living there which is just like so awkward yeah i don't know it's just really weird so like first that setup of her just like moving into this isolated house gives you this already like uneasy feeling and like tone to the book and then verity like does the uh, or no lowen does like a little bit of research on the family and she realizes that they have a history of like a lot of tragedies in the family so when lowen goes to the house it's verity who's there with like a home care team completely immobile just like stays in bed basically jeremy the husband is there and then they have a son crew and those are the only three people that are there when she goes there but it becomes clear that they had had two daughters and chastin the first daughter died from allergies at a sleepover then like shortly after that first daughter died harper the second daughter drowned in their backyard lake then verity had her car accident which left her immobile and so all three of those things happened, like, pretty close together. And Lowen finds out this information and, like, stays in the house. Yeah, and I think she's even, like, talking to a friend or something mm-hmm. to let him know. Like, from, I feel like I read this, but, like, a few months ago. Yeah. I don't remember all the details, but I remember she was, like, transitioning to a new apartment. Yes, exactly. So she took this opportunity to live here because she's, like, well, I'm transitioning to a new apartment. I kind of need somewhere to live for like a month anyway. Sure, I'd I'll be stay out. here. But it is right off the bat super creepy. She admits it's creepy. Like oh. all of these accidents, they happen like within months of each other. Like they literally lose their two twin daughters back to back and then Verity gets in this car accident. It's just yes, like. Yes, it's super sad. Yeah. If I was living there, like, okay, so she pulls up and the place looks really creepy. And she knows that all of these incidents happened close together. I would have to leave. Like, it's just already... The setup is so creepy. Just imagine, like, a movie you've seen where there's, like, a mansion 
on a lake, but it's like a very old, isolated. creepy, isolated mansion. Like it's not somewhere that you really want to be. No, like you don't want to set it up at this like pad in between apartments. It's like this cool place. Like no, it's not a cool place. There's a lot of suspicious activity from the get go. Things are weird. It's yeah. creepy. And Lowen does not know Jeremy. Like he was in the meeting mm-hmm. and he basically like begged her to finish writing this book he's like and they're paying her so much money he's like i promise you like i'll pay you even more than they're offering in mm-hmm. there and this is her first time meeting him and she instantly moves in with his family like no questions asked because she needs the money and they're paying her a lot so while she's looking through verity's office she finds a manuscript and <laughs> She realizes that it's an autobiography of Verity's life. And like, she doesn't realize it. It says, like, my autobiography by Verity. Like, it very clearly states that this is her autobiography. Yeah. So, you know, she's a little curious. She starts reading it. And immediately you get sucked in. Yeah. It's like if you didn't think that the house itself was creepy and their past was creepy, the manuscript takes it to a whole different level because it's like Verity's autobiography that she's writing and Lowen thinks that she should read it basically to get into Verity's head and like understand her mindset so that she can write the series better and like do a better job of understanding where she was coming from with the books but it's just really dark and Lowen realizes it really quickly when she starts reading and I don't think I've really read a book that affected me in Mm -hmm. any way like I've never been like scared to read a book or just uneasy but while reading this I felt so creeped out like Mm -hmm. my like I had like goosebumps like yes I I I told you that I told the back of my neck like explained it to my roommate and she was like I have the heebie-jeebies and that's such a good word for like the feeling you get when reading this because like you said like it's hard to feel unsettled by a book in the same way that you are a movie because movies just have such an advantage of like jump scares and ominous music and like all of those advantages where a book doesn't have that but I still felt so creeped out by the manuscript very unsettled by the the scenes of her reading the manuscript Lowen starts reading it and like the the very first few chapters are about how obsessed Verity is with Jeremy yeah like and how they met and it's how, like they how they instantly met. started like dating and just obsessed it paints a portrait of Verity as being like incredibly obsessive over Jeremy like she's possessive she like is having sex with him all the time like their relationship is really sexual and like dark and just it's not a healthy relationship like the portrait she paints isn't really healthy possessive in a way it's like not just like him over other people but like he would go to work and she would get jealous that he was going to Mm -hmm. his job because she wanted to spend every minute with him and it was just like really toxic really unhealthy um and real like jen said they're having sex a lot and one of the times they had sex it was unprotected and verity gets pregnant and she was not happy about being pregnant because she was not ready to share Jeremy. She did not want him to, like, love the babies. And he had made statements, like, as you should, oh of, like, I'm going to love these babies more than anything in the world, which any parent should. On You should probably love your children more than you love your partner. And, and yeah. she was not having it. So... And the thing that was so crazy was there was this one instance where um, Verity approaches Jeremy and is like, 
Um, is it normal, do you think, like, is it normal to love your kids, like, more than your spouse? And Jeremy kind of assumes that Verity is talking about feelings that she's having. And so he's like, yeah, babe, don't worry. Like, I totally love the kids, like, the unborn kids, like, more than I love you. Like, it's normal. Like, as a parent, like, you're supposed to love them so much. Like, if you're having these feelings, basically, like, you're normal. It's normal. Yeah. But she was, was not, not having those that. feelings. She was just make, trying to make sure that he wasn't feeling like that. Yeah. Because she had this suspicion that he felt that way. And she wanted him to be like, no, babe, you'll always be my number one. But he thought she meant something else and was basically yep. like, no, that's totally normal. Like, I do feel that way. So like, I totally love So she was pissed. Them. Yeah, she was pissed after that. And as we said, content warning in the beginning, um, she goes into the bathroom one night when Jeremy is, I think he's like sleeping or he's at work. Yeah, sleeping and at work. She, she doesn't, yeah, she's home all the time. Attempts an at-home unsafe abortion. It's so um, bad. To try and get rid of the baby's. Um, it doesn't work. She ends up giving birth, um, but and they have two twin daughters. And after they were born, like in the manuscript, she's like, "I'll probably love them," but she absolutely hated them. She Even ended after up having she gave birth. She hates them. Yeah, she hates them. She had to like stop what she was doing for work. Um, Jeremy was like working at the office so she was home alone with these babies all day and she just every time they cried she would like let them cry and she'd go into another room and i think he caught her once yes not yes comforting them or like he came home from work and she was trying to have sex with him and they started crying and he instantly stopped having sex with her and was like we need to go comfort our babies she was like like, no yeah yeah it was dark 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 and like reading these scenes like was physically painful at times because like she'll talk about how she's working and obviously she's a writer and so she'll be writing and the baby monitor will be going off and they'll just be crying and she won't go to them like it's she would like, like unplug the, the baby most monitor. disgusting stuff that you're like how could any like okay because i'm not even a mother and like if it was my child i feel like there's for obviously a connection there but if i was sitting here and i heard any baby crying like whether it's my own baby or anything like i would have to go check on them you'd be like are they okay yeah it's just sickening the stuff that she describes and everything is just so gross and it's like how could anyone do that like think of yeah their children like that it's just so icky and the resentment really just like grows and grows and one we talked about both the daughters had passed away um so chastin she went to a sleepover and she um ate like peanuts or something at yeah. the sleepover and she didn't have like her EpiPen with her, her or her allergy medicine so she ended up um dying due to the allergies and um it was just really weird because everyone knew like this was a yeah. very well-known allergy yeah and so um Chastin also knew she had the allergy yeah. so it was weird that she, like, ate peanuts. But it was knowing. something like that where it, it had, like, peanut oil or something. Or something oh, like yeah. that. Okay. It was one of those kind of things where, like, it was something that contained her allergen. But, like, yeah, she was old enough, but she didn't realize that it had it in it or something like that. Right. Like, a cookie or I don't even remember how it exactly happened. Yeah, I don't but remember. she ate something that she had allergies of. And Verity wasn't at the sleepover, but apparently Harper was at the sleepover. Yeah. And so Verity instantly thinks that harper was the one who did it which is just so messed up because like sure it's suspicious that she ended up eating these things but imagine even suspecting your daughter yeah she was like how dare you let your sister eat that but also 
if my child had allergies that was that severe like they yeah. would literally die from them you make sure that one the mom at the sleepover mm-hmm. like i would probably drop my kids off speak to the mom and be like you remember like she has allergies to peanuts right of here's course. her EpiPen. of course i would specifically hand the parent at the sleepover Absolutely. anything that my child needs because if something happens i want to make sure the adult is there or and or you put it in your kid's backpack yeah you just make sure if they have a well-known allergy that is like literally life Life or death you make sure that everyone at that sleepover is aware of it yeah and so it's really weird that she blames the daughter and not the the mom because i feel like accidents happen but if i was to blame someone who was at the sleepover i'd probably blame the parent the adult who was in charge you know and like obviously i don't think that that's super fair either because it's like things happen but if you're gonna blame someone i'd blame the adult it would not be my own it would not be my child my other child (laughs) loves her twin sister or any of the kids at the sleepover like i'm not gonna be like you children let my daughter die like already (laughs) that's just kind of a like that's what um lowen is getting when she's reading through this manuscript is she's just getting that like verity's messed up like she's thinking like really dark things who blames their daughter for the death of their other daughter that's not a reaction that like a normal person would come to yeah super weird so then a few months later verity like randomly wants to take she's mad at jeremy because he's not getting over the loss fast enough and she wants oh, to keep yes, having, remember yes, that yes. i didn't write this in the notes but i like, totally she forgot wants, that she wants to start having sex again because yeah. she's like obsessed with having sex with jeremy and he's depressed as hell he's, he's like depressed. our daughter just died and she's mm-hmm. like and get over it like which is not something <laughs> you do as a mom so she's like pissed off while jeremy's at work one day she takes harper the other daughter and crew their son on in a canoe on the lake and it is in the manuscript she mentions that harper can't swim they all she know knows that harper they cannot swim. swim so she takes her on the canoe in the lake on purpose on to get purpose rid of her. with because no she life her. vest and she like specifically says all these details in the manuscript like <laughs> harper can't swim they weren't wearing life vests um so right before the canoe tips um verity says to crew the son hold your breath and then the canoe tips specifically to crew she doesn't say that to harper her plan going out there is that harper is not going to make it back and crew will because she thinks like jeremy already lost one daughter maybe we can get rid of harper too and he won't really care as much. Like, she specifically has this line that's like, we already lost one daughter, what's two? And, like, now we can get rid of Harper. Because she never wanted Chasen and Harper. And she doesn't mind Crew. She doesn't hate Crew in the same way that she hates Chasen and Harper. Yeah. Maybe, like, because he's a son or something. And, like, the dad doesn't have the same, like, she doesn't, like, in a mess of she ways, doesn't she doesn't see, see him see as it. a threat. She doesn't see the kid as a threat, which is so messed up that she sees her other daughters as a threat or her other children as a threat. But she really does. And so she's like, we got rid of one. Let's just get rid of the other ones. Yeah. And she takes Harper out and tries to kill her in the boat. Yeah. So she um, tells crew, hold his breath. She tips a canoe and they, she grabs crew and they swim back to shore. And when she looks back, Harper isn't following them. And she's like, oh my gosh, Harper wasn't following us. Mm -hmm. Like, why would you think your daughter that can't swim wasn't following you? So she starts like screaming for Harper. 
and in the manuscript yeah you see you see her whole thought process she's very honest she says i knew that i had to make it look real like she's very open about her intentions were to kill harper like she is very honest about it in the manuscript and she says like yeah i wanted like to kill harper um but i had to make it look real so when like um jeremy gets home i'm like screaming and pretending yeah she's and, like when about it. when 911 is called she's like screaming hysterical on the phone oh it's so um, gross yeah it's like a huge show so obviously harper ends up dying yeah because harper she drowns. drowns um which is just so uh and things obviously do not get better in their marriage because it's not just like well one child's already dead so two he should get over it it's like no now jeremy is like deep in his depression and his grief and yeah, things he is don't not get okay um so lowen just continues to read the manuscript and how the book is it's like you read chunks of the manuscript and then you read like chunks yes. of reality so it's not like so we've told you guys basically everything that happened in the manuscript like word for word in order but that's not how lowen is reading it lowen is living life going day by day and then at night she'll read a chapter or two because honestly i would do the same because like the manuscript is so hard to read so she'll like read a chapter and then put it down and be like why am i reading this yeah she'll like get physically ill yeah but it also like sucks you in because like she feels like i have to keep reading because it's honestly low in safety at hand like yeah she she needs to know what she's dealing out that she's in the house with verity right because verity's in the house this whole time and she's like i'm in a home with this woman like she starts to to even think like is she faking like her illness because this person is so messed up that something is clearly going on and she wants to be aware and so she's like trying to write the series by day trying to do research but then at night she kind of caves in and we get to see a little bit of the manuscript mixed in with the book yeah and the regular story is good but there were times where like she stops reading the manuscript (laughs) because like her stomach hurts from like how disgusting and repulsive it is and i'm like no come on keep reading like like, i need need to know know. but yeah so like during the days basically how she's spending her day she's getting like closer and closer to jeremy Mm -hmm. which is just so uncomfortable it is so uncomfortable she is like starting to like romanticize him and she feels bad for him obviously with what he's been through and it's just like she and he's starts flirting with real, her too yeah. like it's not one-sided and it's like we're just forgetting verity's literally upstairs it's so gross. like she is right upstairs and they're just like getting so close he's making her dinner yeah it's he's a making, very he makes her like a romance. birthday cake yeah yeah they're having all these like really intimate moments like not just sexually which like does eventually happen but even at the beginning like they're having like intimate moments of them like hanging out one-on-one talking together like baking cakes they go to the grocery store together like doing all this stuff and he's like very clearly flirting with her and then like um lowen is also like reading intimate details about his sex life at night yeah so she's like her mind is like there like that's where her mind is and she's basically like well i want to get this ride (laughs) i want to get it on some of this action that i'm seeing because we've like discussed the most important pieces of the manuscript and what like you need to know for this episode but apparently like the main like a ton of what's in the manuscript is just sex like just sex like scenes over and over like verity's just obsessively writing about their sex life 
And then, like, the daughter stuff is just kind of mixed in. Yeah. The, so, let's be clear. The focus was not the daughters or her murdering them. The it focus was, like, was her, her obsession with Jeremy. Yes. And those were just, like, things that hindered her obsession. Right. So she writes about them. But, yeah, the main manuscript is just her sex life over and over again. So, <laughs> Lowen and Jeremy end up hooking up. They do end up hooking up. And it is disturbing. Uncomfortable. I have never in my life been so uncomfortable. And if Colleen Hoover knows how to make you uncomfortable during a sex scene, she does it. It's just you're uncomfortable because you're thinking, like, he is seriously doing it with this girl downstairs while his wife is upstairs. Literally, like, paralyzed and not even there. Like, But then they're having sex on the couch downstairs. Oh, and they're in the middle of having sex. And so Verity is, like, on the couch, and Jeremy's on top of her. And so Verity can kind no, of... No, Lowen. Oh, yes, Lowen. Lowen is on the couch. Lowen and out. Jeremy are having Lowen sex on the couch. Lowen and Jeremy are having sex on the couch. And Lowen is, like, underneath him, and he's above her. And so she can kind of see behind him, like, to the staircase. And then she looks up, and she sees that Verity is standing at the top of the staircase. I... I've never so quickly been freaked out in my life reading a book. Oh, it made me so tense. Oh, like, okay, this, Lowen at this point was starting to think that, like, maybe her accident or, like, the issues from the accident were fake because there had been some things that, like, Crew said and, and, like, she could have sworn she saw, like, Verity's window window. open or something. So there had been a little suspicion. But, like suspicion but also Verity kind of or Lowen kind of like reassured herself by being like there's All no these, way because she no has way. like a a team that works at the home yeah she has a huge medical team that comes there's in like and takes care brain of her scans there's all these things that she's like there's no way that verity could really be faking her illness like she has a suspicion but she also kind of is like she talks herself no out of it there's yeah no so they're having sex she literally looks oh. over jeremy's shoulder and she sees verity on top Standing. of the staircase and obviously Lowen like freaks out yes. and she's like oh my god Verity's there and Jeremy turns around and Verity's gone because she, she's like, like clenching her hand and then runs back to her room Verity yeah and so she's like I just saw Verity on the stairs and Jeremy's like that's not even funny and obviously like Jeremy kind of is like there's no way and doesn't believe her but like can you blame him like no, no it may like he he doesn't believe her and he's basically like Okay, Lowen, like you might be unwell, which is what I would think. Like you've because he thinks she's writing Verity's book, so he's like, you've been in Verity's head too much. Like you've been working so much, you're probably just seeing things. Yeah. And then Lowen honestly starts to like doubt herself again because Mm -hmm. he's being so calm and he's like, no, there's no way. And so Lowen kind of is like, okay, maybe I just imagined it. I don't know. I am reading these crazy this crazy manuscript and thinking about how these kids died and like it's so messed up and so maybe i am seeing something so but then but then i forget what happened that like fully made her snap but she basically jeremy still does not believe her yes. she's like i have seen verity like she caught verity playing with crew yes and and um, crew mentioned that he like, Crew has said several things that, like, refer to his mom being able to talk. Yes. Like, very current things. And Jeremy takes it as, like, just Crew, like, his imagination. But Lowen gets sick of it, gets sick of him not, like, believing, believing her. her. 
So she shows Jeremy the manuscript. Yes. And Jeremy, like, reads it, goes upstairs, uh, instantly, like, attacks Verity, and of He's course... He's screaming in her face. Like, he's yeah. just full-on screaming. He's like, what the fuck is this manuscript? Like, are you faking this? Yada, yada, yada. And he starts, like, choking her, and when... Like, she is still playing, like... She's doing her the most. She, she is not even <laughs> flinching, and... So once he starts to choke her, that's when she's like, stop. And yeah. she comes clean about, like, faking the incident. Um, but Jeremy is in, like, a rage. such a rage that he ends up choking her to death. Yes, Verity dies. And Verity she is, is choked to death by Jeremy. And Cool. Lowen witnessed this whole thing. Yeah, Lowen is in the room. She watches Jeremy choke Verity to death. And I think that a part of her is just, like, reasonable. Reasonable. <laughs> She's like, fair Which, enough. Like, <laughs> I'm a little lost up there. <laughs> I think a part of her is like, yeah, honestly, like, if I knew that, like, my wife had same. a hand in killing my yeah. daughter, like, I would might react the same way. So Lowen is kind of on his side with it. And she's like, I kind of feel like what you did was valid. So I'll help you cover it up. Yeah. So they literally Bestie. cover up her death. Um, Lowen finishes the books. And it's happily ever after. Jeremy and Lowen, happily ever after for them. Yeah, we Lowen. get to like an epilogue. Yeah. It's like an epilogue kind of thing where we find out that Lowen and Jeremy are still together. She's happily working on the books and they are expecting a child. From when they were sleeping together <laughs> during that time of her reading the manuscript. Yeah, so it looks like everything wrapped up really nicely. Verity was very <laughs> clearly like the bad guy and she yeah. died. So like it's good stuff it's like a good great the end like the end you think the book is over but <laughs> they go back to the house to like clean it out or something they're cleaning it out they're moving because you know bad things have happened <laughs> in that house gotta get a house with better juju for the new yeah. child <laughs> for the new baby <laughs> um so while lowen is cleaning out verity's room she finds a letter and this letter, <laughs> like, claims, first off, the letter is, like, addressed to Jeremy, but I think she found it in, like, the floorboards or something. I'm like, yeah. why did you ever think Jeremy was going to find this? I think um, that she planned to leave it on the bed once she left. Like, oh, I think yeah. Because she, it. yeah, she claimed she was, like, faking her injuries so that she can, like, run away with crew because she was, like, scared of Jeremy. Yes. Um, but anyway, so, Lowen finds the letter, like, in the floorboards and she reads it it's addressed to jeremy but the way it's like written it's very detailed um about what happened so it basically says like if you're reading this you probably found my manuscript i just want you to know it was like fake just kidding bestie <laughs> like it's not real i didn't kill harper um like none of it happened i loved our babies well, more than I think, anything i think also what she's saying is like in the letter verity claims that um jeremy has already read the manuscript yes and so that was why he like um she also claims that Ver that jeremy is the one who caused her accident yeah so she says that jeremy she knows he found the manuscript and she's trying to explain he like tied her up in the 
car crashed in with the intent to kill her but she ended up being surviving. like paralyzed yeah she survived but she's like fully paralyzed like and that's what we are referring to as an accident yes. is their car accident that in the letter she claims jeremy tied her into the car and was trying to kill her but she survived it um and she says that she was so scared of him that she had been pretending to be like sick or just, like paralyzed so um, she could plan out like a way to escape yeah she was planning a way to escape um, with crew and so crew knew like crew was actually having conversations with her like he would go into her bedroom and she would talk to him and they she said she was like planning in like a week or two to like get out of there <laughs> she was gonna take crew take the money and go because she basically in her letter goes back on everything that she said in the manuscript and says that she loves her children she loved her daughters she loves crew she wants to get crew out of there because jeremy is the one who is violent yeah he's the the villain it's jeremy and she needs to get out of there basically what had happened was verity's story her best-selling series the main character is like a villain and has like a really dark mind and so verity was talking to her editor and her editor said um gave her some advice and was like i've seen this kind of thing before where these books like fail because you're not able to like write dark enough as the villain and if you want some help with this what you should do is like this writing exercise and the writing exercise is basically that you take like real events from your daily life but you twist them, twist them up and verity claims in her letter that this is what the manuscript was it was her twisting real things that had happened her real relationship with jeremy her real pregnancies and making them like as dark as she could for a writing exercise it wasn't who she really was so that is how the book ends and you're literally like what's the truth my mind hurts what is the truth and this book has caused such a great debate of team letter or team Team manuscript manuscript. (laughs) (laughs) and that is the debate that is debate time baby okay so for the purposes of this episode i am team letter i am team manuscript and the reason for this is that when jen finished she texted me (laughs) and she was like i don't know what to believe when i finished this book i instantly was team manuscript i never once believed team letter (laughs) and so the fact that jen was like i don't know i was like you're team letter you're taking that side this comes back to my lack of critical thinking (laughs) like i if you lie to me I will probably believe you. Like, I'm not trying to, like, shit talk myself, but I'm not a critical thinker. So... Jen was like, I think the letter might have been real. So when Verity said that, like, she... She said JK Bestie. She said JK Bestie. I said, oh, my God. Okay, so I just was thinking, like, if the letter is correct, then Jeremy and Lowen did, like, cold-blooded murder. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that was cold-blooded murder but it's the not correct mm, <laughs> this is debatable <laughs> it was a writing exercise it's a popular it makes sense you're not a writer um you don't get it you oh are, are you a writer are you, you a writer writer life oh. writer life check oh. <laughs> um, yeah you see though if 
I just don't know, like, a writing exercise where you, like, imagine just, like, murdering your own children. That, that, I'm not a mom, but that <laughs> seems like a little bit of a line cross. Okay, some people would say that. But, listen, she's making these best-selling books that are going... She loves her kids, obviously. and oh, she's making she's, She murdered them. <laughs> she's making these best-selling books that are going to get her kids, like, into good schools. And she's going to be able to pay for their education. But so she can't because they're dead. If she has to write a dark, imagined story about them dying in order to make the money to, like, care for those kids... I think I would do it. If you told me I have to, like, pretend and write a fake story about my kids dying to get a ton You're of You're a bold-ass liar. <laughs> I'm looking right at you. You're right. How would I ever do that? That? <laughs> that was such a but bold also, <laughs> But also, if this was a writing exercise that she said her, like, publicist advised her, why wouldn't that publicist also advise Lowen to do that? She was like, hey, I gave Verity this, this advice. This really good advice. Maybe, like, you should take it as well. Well, maybe she figured that um, Lowen was going to find the manuscript and figure out the writing exercise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> or maybe she just didn't realize how impactful her advice had been. Yeah. So maybe she just wasn't realizing, like, oh, this writing advice was so awesome. I, I just want to know. Lowen. I feel like, you know, for legal reasons, if messing around, writing a <laughs> fake manuscript about killing my children. Yeah, just, um, just girly things. Like, <laughs> just girly <laughs> things. I would absolutely put on the title page, whether it was, like, real or not, for legal reasons, the very first page, I would put, this is a, like, method writing exercise. This is not real. Okay, so what you're saying makes a little bit of sense. But <laughs> think of it from this perspective. I feel like that just kind of puts you in the wrong mindset. So, like, if... Oh, it gets you out yeah, of the method writing? Yeah, it gets you writing. out of it. It mm. gets me out of the method writing. Because, like, as a writer, like, you really have to be in the right mindset. <laughs> so... If you have this book that says, like, this is all fake, like, you're trying to convince yourself that this is real mm -hmm. to improve as a writer. So right. to put this is fake and all these disclaimers in it, unnecessary. Really would just throw her off. Absolutely. Exactly. It would throw um, off the writing. So your point is invalid. So one of the um, points that was made in the book that I don't really think if this is, like, medically possible, mm -hmm. um, but if you recall... Uh, when Verity found out she was pregnant, she tried to give herself an at-home abortion. Mm -hmm. um, Chastin came out with a scar on her face. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, a very specific-looking scar. Like, just for, like, someone to be born with a scar is weird. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, born with a birthmark, whatever, but a scar. Like, she had an actual scar. Um, so I don't know if that's, like, medically true. <laughs> Listen, um, <laughs> in the book, the doctor sees the scar and thinks nothing of it. The doctor doesn't say, you attempted an abortion with a hanger. Like, he's the like, doctor, they probably just scratched each other, I think he Yes, said. yes. I think he said that, like, something happened. The doctor isn't concerned, so I'm not concerned. I don't think that's any evidence that she really attempted I, I an did abortion. Just, I don't, yeah, I don't know if I, like, fully believe medically that could connect, but I did just want to bring that up for the yada, listeners. Yada, yada, yada. Um, that's also, just baloney. So Vicky's points she, are baloney. This is my biggest thing that right when I read the letter, I just instantly did not believe it, and that's because the letter was addressed to Jeremy, mm -hmm. but the amount of details she put in the letter was like if jeremy was there 
why did you detail it so much? Like, she detailed the car accident. She, she was like, Jeremy, and then you came into the room, and then you drugged me, and then you tied my hands writer. up. And then you She's blinded me. She's a writer. Me, this is a craft. You, and then you put me into the driver's seat, <laughs> and then you tied me to the driver's seat, and then you glued, like, the gas pedal. And it's like, Jeremy was there. Baloney, You're admitting baloney, baloney. that Jeremy was there and crashed the car to kill you? Why are you detailing it so much? This is just baloney. Because she did not want, it was not intended for Jeremy. She intended it for someone else to find. No, I don't think so. The thing is, she was writing her narrative of her, of what happened. She's explaining everything to Jeremy. Of course, she's going to write it in a narrative style because she's a writer. Of course, of course. She's a writer. It's That's a writing write exercise. No. She's writing her letter in a writer style. It was just too style. much detail that if Jeremy was there, she could have easily just been like, the car accident like the well, amount of detail she went into was ridiculous well, and that <laughs> shows me that i think she specifically plans for like lowen i think mm-hmm. she knew lowen found the manuscript and i think she was trying to cover her ass no because my <laughs> oh, okay no. you win <laughs> no because my thing is just like obviously if i was going to write a letter to you like i'm not a writer so I would write like oh, I thought you 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 were <laughs> okay. I'm so, so confused. So if if a person who was not a writer was going to write a letter, yeah. they'd be like, "Remember in the car, you did that thing." But if you're a writer, like you're trained to give details in everything. Like uh, for a writer's grocery list, they'd probably put like get a red juicy apple <laughs> in like a full sentence. They don't just write apple. Like they're used to giving details. Um so clearly like she would give more details than we uh, non-writers would perhaps consider necessary. I don't think that's evidence that she I, was I think lying. it absolutely is evidence <laughs> and I would absolutely love to see an author post their grocery list because I'm pretty sure it would just say apples. Absolutely not. I have a ton of author friends and they have incredibly detailed grocery lists. It'll be like one carton of eggs. Uh, let's check the eggs, maybe inspect them, see if any are broken. Mm. Like some little yeah. reminders, tips, and tricks for the grocery yeah, store. Absolutely. Usually pretty detailed. You really are getting me here. I'm switching over <laughs> team letter. Um, but please explain how she told crew to hold his breath she and and when jeremy was making dinner for lowen uh lowen had just read that part of the manuscript and she asked crew what happened that day in the canoe and crew like bit down on like his fork or his knife and was like mom told me never to tell anyone okay so here's my take on things. Okay. <laughs> in the canoe, she says, hold your breath, but it's a general statement. She's not meaning it specifically for crew. Where's the evidence? <laughs> Were you in I the canoe? I think she specifically said crew, hold your breath, and I think, um, I don't know. The, <laughs> Were you the in the canoe? Were the you other, there? <laughs> the other child's name was Harper. So, you know, she didn't. It well, wasn't a generalized term. Like, kids, hold okay, your breath. So it was crew. Have you ever been in a canoe when it's tipping over? Yeah. No, you haven't. Yes, I absolutely <laughs> have. Okay, well, um, anyway, usually there's <laughs> a... <laughs> for purposes... Vicky, of your argument, Vicky, no. Vicky has never been in no, a canoe when it's tipping I've over. I've never been in a canoe when it was tipping over, no. There's a panic. 
and mm-hmm. say say that you and I are in a canoe and there's someone sitting behind me, like for instance, Harper. Okay. And I'm visibly looking at you and there's like an instant panic when the canoe starts to tip over. I think it would make sense to like look at the person that I was like talking to, like the person I'm looking at, I'd be mm-hmm. like, Vicky, hold your breath. And like, cause it's instant. You're like falling right. into the water. But you forget about on- your child behind you. She's behind you. You don't really see her in the moment. <laughs> I'm just saying it's just a quick blurt out. It's not very good evidence at all. If this was in court, this would just be thrown out the window. This case is ridiculous. All right, Casey Anthony. <laughs> Back it, it up. up. Back it up. I think that that's terrible evidence. She was just saying whatever she says. Yeah. And then she waited till she was on shore to turn around and look for her daughter. Like I said, this was a traumatic situation, and you don't really know how you're going to react in these situations. And that's another thing that I wanted to bring up for Team Letter. All you listeners out there that are Team Letter, let's get into it. So what also, like Verity says, is she says that she started to do the writing exercise because her editor suggested it, but then, like, the writing exercise eventually becomes, like, a form of therapy for her once Chasten dies, like the girl that died of the allergies. She says that once Chasten dies, like she kind of uses it to like get out all of her like dark thoughts and kind of get like a, she makes it into like a storyline so that she can like work through her pain. Yeah, so to work through the pain of her daughters being killed, <laughs> she writes about murdering them instead. I don't know about you, but that is exceptional grief therapy. Okay, Miss Therapist. <laughs> the thing that, like... Oh, did your daughter die? <laughs> right about murdering her. That'll You've help. never suggested That'll that to help. a patient? <laughs> People grieve differently. If you have to make up a story about drowning your daughter to grieve through her death, I don't think we should fault a woman for that. It's her pain. She can explore it as she feels fit. Yeah. You know? I don't think there's By anything wrong with that. By writing in detail about murdering her daughter. Different people heal differently. Okay. If you know what I'm saying. I feel like even if that is a way you grieve, um, I don't know, maybe like some psychotic tendencies there. I don't know. <laughs> like, no. I just don't feel like... I would ever be able to write about my child's death and write about murdering them. Well, it kind of sounds like you're repressing memories, whereas she is processing and working through her memories. I don't think she's processing she's them processing very well. Them <laughs> she's moving forward. She's really letting herself feel this pain deeply, mm-hmm. and then she's moving forward. Okay. Whereas you, you're just like, just I repressed. would never write about the death in extreme, excruciating detail. Sure, to each their own. So why is she faking being ill for so long? To get away. Because Jeremy crashed Why can't she just leave when he's at work? Because she doesn't have the resources to do that. She's a best-selling author. She has so much money. There are things that take Listen, time Listen, this is plan. why I think she did not die in the car accident. And she saw it as a perfect opportunity to finally get the attention from Jeremy that she has been wanting. He was taking care of her so much. He was checking in on her all the time. And this was the attention that she wanted. Her daughters are out of the way because she murdered them. 
And now she's like, wow, I have Jeremy all to myself again. No, that just doesn't read as believable to me. <laughs> to me, very- I don't know why she needs to pretend for like six <laughs> months to a year to be like immobilized from this accident <laughs> when she literally all it would take is one day for Jeremy to be at work for her to grab crew and get in the car and drive away. She has so much money. Okay, but here's the thing. If she took crew and immediately ran away, Jeremy would go to the police and show them the manuscript and be like, this woman is, like, he'd use it as evidence and be like, this woman is crazy and she took our son and she's already admitted on paper to killing our daughter and Verity knows that he has the manuscript. So she's trying to find the manuscript before she can leave because she needs to erase the evidence. Because she knows it looks bad. Then what's the letter for? The letter is for her to explain to him once she leaves, you got it wrong. And hopefully he'll call off the search altogether. Because her plan is to find the manuscript, get out, and she'll leave the note for Jeremy explaining like, um, just so you know, the manuscript was fake, but it just in case it's not there for him to find and take to the police. <laughs> I see in your mind you're really trying to put this together. <laughs> I feel like the caramel meme again. The meme of the I really just think she wanted the attention from Jeremy. I don't believe that she's scared of him. She's so obsessed with him. And I think that if she was going to run away with crew, she would have done it so long ago. No, but how bad would it look if he brought that to the police? Like, why can't she find this manuscript? Lowen found it within an hour of being there. Well, but now Lowen has it, and Lowen has a lock on her door. So she's, like, trying to find an opportunity, but when you have a staff around you all the time thinking that you're immobilized, there's not tons of opportunities There was no staff with her at night. Yes, but then Lowen is locked in her room at night because she's a sleepwalker. But this is recent. I'm, if Lowen found the manuscript that fast, after literally being there like an hour, why didn't Verity find it faster than that? She, like, I okay, don't, so I don't I remember, think, do you remember how long she, like, had been in the car? I like, think it was about a, yeah, a six year, months right? to a year. But the thing is, like I said, she has staff around her constantly and at night. Like, Jeremy's I, there. Jeremy's asleep. Crew is... <laughs> <laughs> also... Wait, can we talk about how when um, they were having sex and Jeremy was trying to leave and literally their bedroom door was locked and Lowen was like, Verity oh did it. God. And Jeremy's like, you're a psycho. <laughs> no, she did so not. Funny. Verity literally ran down the stairs and <laughs> locked them in their room together. No, she didn't. She wouldn't do that. She's <laughs> looking for the manuscript. She's not crazy. She's a loving mother who is trying to get her son out of a crazy situation. Right. Okay, so here, let me raise you this question. Okay. How did Verity just crash her car? How does anyone get in a car accident? I don't know. But she just, like, crashed it. It looks as though Jeremy crashed it with her in it. I think that she intended on like killing them both he was in the passenger side right i'm pretty sure i cannot remember but it just doesn't add up to me i don't think she would do something like that i think she i would. think jeremy definitely is the one who tried to kill her no i think she crashed the car no that doesn't I sound think, like okay my girl. listen so <laughs> jeremy is grieving chaston's death so she's like, let me kill my other daughter because then they'll both be dead and he'll like get over it. No. And so she kills Harper. And then Jeremy, to her like disbelief, 
he's grieving even more like how fucking dare he <laughs> grieve two children now and so she's like you know what he's gonna grieve me and so she <laughs> crashes the car and she <laughs> does like whatever she does she makes sure she survives it and now he has to take care of her Okay, so let's just think about this for a second. Which of these scenarios just on its head, like, sounds more believable? Like, a woman trying to, like, like so jealous that she kills her daughter? Or a woman doing a writing exercise? Um, it's very uncommon for women to be like that. Listen, the things that you she wrote in that manuscript... <laughs> no 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 she went into so much detail about literally trying to give herself an abortion the detail of like murdering harper the detail about how much she hated these kids while they were babies she wouldn't comfort them when she cried she wouldn't change their diapers nothing jeremy solely raised these children because she hated them so much no 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 i just don't understand how you would write that stuff and it wouldn't make you feel ill like i think if she was writing like a story about like different children and like she wasn't the main character and she was writing about like another mom killing like imaginary kids there's like a little disconnect but she was writing about herself doing awful things and having awful awful thoughts about her own children like how do you just even think about those things it's because she's such a good mom that she wants her book to be a bestseller <laughs> she cares about those kids i'm done i'm done <laughs> she cares about those kids so much and like no. i just honestly won't stand for the slander like she's an upstanding woman um lowen and jeremy killed jeremy and lowen murdered her in cold blood she was a great mom doing what she thought was best for her. I mean, okay, it's not up for debate. Jeremy <laughs> murdered the shit out of her. <laughs> he did murder and her. Jeremy and Lowen together, disgusting. Them having a baby together, disgusting. I hate everything about that. <laughs> did Verity deserve to be murdered? No, absolutely yes. not. She was such a great, upstanding woman. And I just can't sit here for this slander. Okay, so do you want to see the most convincing argument that I thought? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have it written in our show notes. That's why Vicky's laughing. Um, so basically, I saw someone on, like, okay, so like I said, once I finished this book, I texted Vicky and was like, what the hell was that ending? Like, I don't know what to think. And so immediately, of course, I Googled, like, Verity ending. And so there's tons of threads online, like, are you team letter or team manuscript? And people have all kinds of arguments. And I saw this one girl, if it was on Reddit or Goodreads, and she was like, I can't believe that, like, any woman would write about sex that much. <laughs> and because in... In Verity's manuscript, she writes about how, like, she's, like, dying for Jeremy to have sex with her. Even, like, the minute that she's, like, done giving birth, she's, like, I'm dying for Jeremy to have sex with me. <laughs> and, like, that's why you know the manuscript is fake. Like, no, that the manuscript is fake because no woman gives birth. And then two days later, is like, I'm dying to have intercourse right now. That doesn't read as real to me. Have... <laughs> okay, what's not real? Jen, have you ever seen a million dollars? 
What's a million dollars? <laughs> You've never seen a million dollars doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Okay? <laughs> so just because you don't think a woman would ever I write... Think- You've never met a woman that would write about sex as much doesn't mean she don't exist. You... And doesn't mean her name's not Verity. You... <laughs> are saying this silly thing because you know that i'm right at the core of it that is what makes the manuscript extremely unbelievable because no woman would be writing about sex that much it's absurd <laughs> i think we could find someone that would i don't think so and like i said like, me personally no absolutely not but. like i said she's be giving birth and it's but like she hated them Mm. and she instantly she didn't want him to be like his attention all on the children she was like i need to bring him back to what matters and that is me and in order to get him to come down to earth i'm gonna have to have sex with him i guess like some people have these opinions that are wrong (laughs) and some people have opinions that are right and it's a hot debate team manuscript or team you know i'm not gonna lie you did make some really great points but you're wrong (laughs) so i just don't know you did make some really great points but you're wrong (laughs) team butter forever for life manuscript i'm so embarrassed (laughs) okay wait please pull up your instagram poll Oh my god. Yeah, let me pull up my Instagram poll while we're recording this and see what we're looking at. Okay, so currently I asked, like, Verity fans, are you team letter or team manuscript? And 10 people have said team letter and 31 have said team manuscript. And that's it. And (laughs) that's the episode for today. (laughs) 24 to 76%. But I'm going to post a new poll after you guys listen to this episode and you hear what i have to say about team letter that poll could be flipping around don't you think Mm, interesting so we're swaying the votes all right seems illegal but (laughs) (laughs) but. no i'm just saying now that people have my educated opinion Mm. they'll see why the letter clearly was true um, I don't see it like that, and I don't think that's how the future is going to pan out for you, but... <laughs> Our listeners are intelligent, intelligent people. They intelligent are, and that's creatures. why they're going to be team manuscript. Mm, no, bestie. <laughs> bestie, I'm afraid to tell you this. Okay, should we talk about our current reads? Yes, we should. Okay, do you want to talk about yours first, or should I talk about mine? Um, yeah, I'll talk about mine. Okay. So, I read We Can't Keep Meeting Like This by Rachel Lynn Solomon. Um, I love her. She wrote love, the X Talk today, tonight, tomorrow. Um, she's like a new autobi author for me. Yes. Um, so we can't keep meeting like this. Is about um this girl who plays the harp and like her parents and her sister have like a like they do weddings. Like yeah, I think I, th- I read the blurb. I have it on my TBR. I just haven't read it yet. Yeah. So she plays the harp, and then the daughter like. I don't know, does, like, costumes or something, and then the Mm -hmm. mom and dad, like, plan everything out. Um, So she – her name is Quinn, and uh, Tariq, Mm -hmm. I think that's how you pronounce his name, Um, they do business – their families do business together. And so they've been best friends for, like, so long um, because the – Tariq, his family is, like, they're the caterers. So they, like, collaborate during weddings, like – Uh, Quinn's family will plan the wedding and Tariq's family will 
um, cater to it. Okay. So they were friends, and Quinn basically, like, fell in love with him. As you do. As you do. And so she sent him this, like, really long email when he went away to college, and she was, like, in her, like, junior, senior year of high school. So she sent him this email and was like, hey, I know you literally left for college. I just want to let you know I'm in love with you. And he never responded. Oh, no. He never responded. So she was, like, heartbroken. And she has been, like, kind of going through a crisis where she's about to graduate high school. She doesn't know what she wants to do with her future. She actually, like, no longer finds joy in playing the harp because she does it for work. And so it's just not fun to her anymore. And she's, like, trying to figure out how to tell her family that she wants to quit the wedding business. And, like, I forget what she wants to go to school for, but it's not that. Yeah. And um, she's just, like, really sad and scared to disappoint her family. So anyway, Tariq is, like, away at college. And he ends up coming home for the summer. Okay. And she's, like... Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, she's like I would be I, so embarrassed. Yeah, she's like, I haven't seen him in a year. He never responded to my letter. I literally like don't know what I'm gonna do. So basically the rest of the book is about her and Tariq like kind of coming back together as friends mm-hmm. and it's really like Is it friends to lovers? No. I mean I don't maybe it's like a little enemies too because when he comes back, she hates him. Yeah. She's like, you were my best friend, and not only did you, like, not respond to that oh, email. Oh, that's so but sad. They, he never spoke to her. Like, when he left for college, they never spoke that's again. That's messed up. That's fake. And they were best friends. That's dirty. Right. So she's, like, heartbroken. Not that, like, not that he's not in love with her, but because she's like, I lost my best friend. For, like, what reason? So... They're kind of, like, coming back together, and she's, like, trying, like, telling him... Um, they're like really they communicate so well for, they always do in Rachel and I Solomon's know. books that's why I love them like for their it's such, age such a good example yeah. for kids honestly like I mean there's a little like I'm hurt I'm not even going to talk to him but yeah. when they finally do have a conversation she's like listen you hurt me by not doing this and yes. he was like well this is why that happened so the communication's there there's a lot of first off Jewish representation Rachel and Solomon's the queen of that um and also there's a lot of mental health representation in this book which i really love so quinn has ocd um i think she's diagnosed with like something else but i can't remember Mm -hmm. and then um Tariq has uh, he's diagnosed with depression um so they go into a lot of detail on that they explore that together um i think rachel like does an amazing job of actually like representing mental health in a really good way yeah everything was very accurate the way she described ocd the way she described depression Mm -hmm. it was all very accurate she was really careful with the subject did a great job with it um and then yeah they just spend the rest of the summer maybe becoming friends again maybe becoming more who knows (laughs) oh my god i'm so excited to read that one now i feel like 10 times more excited that it's on my shelf yeah and that was one of the few ones that i left out because i'm obviously in the process of moving and i left that one out because i was like i'll get to this one before i move it was so like easy too i think i read in like a day or two wait vicky reads (laughs) (laughs) vicky's not gonna get fired from the podcast (laughs) Okay, so I want to talk about The Lion's Den. 
And I haven't been reading a lot lately, and usually I feel like I try and save, like, my best books to talk about on here, so I don't really give a lot of, like, eh reviews, but this one's kind of eh. changing today. Yeah, it's changing today. This one was kind of eh for me. Uh, So you've seen, like, the cover of The Lion's Den. It's, like, on Instagram a lot. Yeah. Catherine St. John, and it's also been posted a lot recently because... She has a new book out, like, The Siren, Mm -hmm. and so everyone's been talking about her and, like, posting her stuff, and I was like, oh, I'll read one of her books, and I just didn't like it. I don't really know why it's talked about so So, much. We had not even been, like, texting one day. I did not know what you were reading. (laughs) I know exactly what you're going to say. Literally just text me out of nowhere. I haven't talked to her in, like, probably so many days, and she just goes... (laughs) I am not enjoying the lion's den. And I was like, one, we're, we haven't even been having a conversation. Where are you coming from? And two, I didn't even know you were reading the lion's den. But thank you so much for updating me. That is so funny. Yeah, I don't know why I think it's like okay to just text people like that with no context. Like, yeah, no context. Just, I'm really not enjoying this book. But and I was like, if okay. If you know me, like, you know that is how I text. Like, I will not give context for anything. I'll just be like, yeah, I'm not liking this. And they'll be like, liking what? Yeah. Or like, what? Like, I was like, I didn't even know you were reading it, but thank you so much. Yeah. So basically, it was one of those ones where it's a thriller, but it's like, also more of like a storyline. Like, it's not shelved in like thriller. It's about like a girl who goes on vacation with her friend and the friend's name is summer and the thing is that summer is supposed to be like really jealous and like just like a jealous person and she invites all of these girls to go on this cruise because she's dating like a 60 year old man and she's in like her mid late 20s and she's dating like a 60 year old rich guy and so she's like come on besties like let's all go on his cruise and like the cruise is just super sus So, like, before they even get on the cruise, they have to sign, like, a non-disclosure agreement to talk about, like, nothing that goes on on the boat. And then, like, there's no Wi-Fi. It's, like, it's set up really creepy. Mm -hmm. And it was just, there were creepy things that happened, but no real action or drama for, like, 99% of it. And so I got really bored. So what's, like, the plot, though? The plot is that, like, bad things happen on the cruise. but nothing really bad or crazy happened on the cruise it was just really boring and like i don't know there's secrets that come out and just secret things like you find out that summer is like a bad person and has done bad things and yada 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 and it makes it seem like there's gonna be some kind of like violence but but there's there's not not really Mm. like uh, like some things happen i don't want to like, like spoil it murder. it does end with a murder oh, but, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it had been so long that i wasn't even like interested when the murder happened because it had been such a slow build that i was like you've lost my attention the murder was anticlimactic and you probably just like knew that's like i haven't yeah. even read it and i knew that's where the book had to be yeah headed. and the thing is like when the murder takes place the main character is like downstairs so she hears someone scream but like she's not even there and for like the whole book to kind of lead to that scene i was just like i'm so done with this book right now <laughs> And I don't know, a lot of people said they liked it. It was just very slow burn for me. And, like, maybe you would like it, I feel like, if you don't like thrillers with a lot of violence or gore or anything like that. Because it was definitely, like, a mystery. 
but it didn't have like what because i like like the action in thrillers and mm-hmm. it didn't really have that oh yeah it sounds very like meh it was meh there were secrets but i didn't really care about the secrets and i think that's like the main thing for me i didn't really connect with the characters so like when things were happening to them i didn't really care it's like these characters are getting slaughtered and i just do not care i was like three-fourths of the way through and nothing like no action had happened and that's when i kind of like mentally checked out from the book i wonder is like her new one a thriller it's like the same kind of thing where i think they're like kind of summer mystery books you Uh know where like they're supposed to be like vacation themed like obviously they're on this fancy yacht and like suspicious i feel like i hate summer themed books like summer like yeah, thriller mystery books yeah it wasn't great i, I don't know what to say. <laughs> won't be doing it again so sorry if you've enjoyed it or yeah a lot of people did so clearly like if summer mysteries are your thing you'd love it yeah they're not my thing did not love it all right that's the episode that is our verity debate episode can you believe me and vicky were like screaming at each other five minutes ago and now we're just like These are the now books we're so we calm read. we have been Besties. sitting here for so many hours so many hours yeah. i've seen vicky for way too long she needs to go <laughs> somebody take her back to boston i'm on my way <laughs> we actually here. got done when earlier than we wanted to so go jen's on her way to work i can actually go to work i was gonna have to be like sorry i'm with i gotta vicky. call off I'm doing a professional podcast, <laughs> doing some important life's work. All right. Well, if you want to like, subscribe, rate us, um, you can follow our Instagram at anything pros pod where we post updates. Um, <laughs> be there for when Jen posts if your team letter or manuscript. Oh, yeah. You guys she wants to, to vote skew in. the results. I need the results for your team letter, guys. <laughs> Pull through. Um, if you want to follow us, I'm at Vicky's Bookshelf, Vicky with an I. And I'm at A Broke Bookworm, and we will be back again next week with an all-new episode. <laughs> Not, Not in person. <laughs> Not in person. Sadly. So sad. Bye. Bye.